You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com. Like it or not, stand-up comedy has become an absolute toilet. It's a sewer meant for toilet people. Trust me about this. I know you think you enjoy stand-up comedy still. You don't, okay? Just believe me. There's no better example of that than the deluge of shit coming through the pipes over at Netflix.com. One special in particular has been brought to my attention. I haven't seen it yet. I don't really know anything about it. Apparently, it's called Nanette. And I'm told it's important comedy. And we all know the best thing to laugh at is something very important. Now, as far as I can tell, and this is the only thing I know about this entire special, is it's something. It's by some sort of um, fat Australian man, and it's very serious. And I really like my comedy to be very serious. So what we're going to do tonight, we're going to have a surviving episode. We play by certain rules. We're going to watch the show Nanette on Netflix together. We're going to mock it. And I'm only allowed three pauses. If I pause three times, no matter how deep we are, even if we're only 15 minutes into the show, we have to end it right there. Show's over. I have a feeling Nanette might be just that cringeworthy. So let's go bully the internet. This is Pot Awful. Pot Awful sucks. Bring your soul back and you want to die. Pot Awful makes that worse. You're the knees. They won't let you fly. Pot Awful quench your thirst. You know what? You're not funny. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Jesse P.S. You can friend me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mark Zuckerberg's Asian Dildo. Facebook.com slash Mark Zuckerberg's Asian Dildo. Or facebook.com slash Zuck Hunt. I'm constantly getting zucked on Facebook, so you might have to get me on a different account. You know how it is. I'm also not going to be on Instagram anymore soon, and the pot awful page on Facebook has been probably permanently unpublished. Okay, there's my plosives. That's all of them. That's all I get for the entire night. So let's get straight into Nanette. Let's bring up the chat room. We can say hi to the chat room right now. These guys, they're watching along live. And let's get Nanette rolling because we don't have that much time. Um, Again, we'll try to go through the entire show. But if at any time I feel it's too cringeworthy and I have to pause it, I only get three pauses. Three pauses. The show's over. Let's start playing it. This is Nanette. Commentary, fair use, blah, blah. I don't know anything about this, by the way. Okay. I love these intros. Oh, man. I got to see what they're doing to get ready for their comedy show. Thank God. Thank God we can watch their preparation. All right. So this guy, he's got some dogs. He's going out on stage. He's preparing some tea. It keeps cutting back from the uh, stage to his home. I don't know what this guy's deal is or why he calls himself Nanette. Oh, Hannah Gads... Hannah? That's strange. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you. I hate Australians. 
Might have peaked a bit early, but... <laughs> Welcome to my show. Fucking uh, hack. My show is called Nanette. And the reason my show is called Nanette is because I named it before I wrote it. <laughs> I named it at around the time I'd met a woman called Nanette, who I thought was very interesting. So interesting, Nanette. I thought, I reckon I can squeeze a good hour of laughs out of you, Nanette, I reckon. But, um... Guarantee you Nanette never out. existed. Guarantee no. you. <laughs> Comedians are just liars. They just make things up so they can say jokes. Now, I feel... I don't feel comfortable in a small town. I get a bit tense. Uh, mainly because I'm this situation. And in a small town, that's all right from a distance. People are like, oh, good bloke. And then... <laughs> You get a bit close and it's like, oh, no, no, trickster woman, what are you doing? No, no, no. I get a lot of side eye. <laughs> so I feel quite tense Wait, hang on in a, a second. small town. Now, I'm from a small town, a very small town. In, um, Wait, is this a Tasmania. lady? Uh, in, uh, now, of course, Tasmania is that uh, little island floating off the, the arse end <laughs> of mainland Australia there. Just, Wait, this uh, is a woman? Lovely place. Lovely place, famous for a lot of things. Uh, potatoes. I thought this was like Morocco or somebody. <laughs> and, uh, our what the fuck? That's... Why didn't anybody tell me this is a lady? <laughs> I wish I was joking. <laughs> but I am very partial to the potato. So they're really just going to keep showing vegetables. this lady's um, butt, even though it looks and like not that. All the branches go <laughs> okay. away from the trunk in our family tree, I will admit. <laughs> It's a, it's a bit, it's a bit topery, but <laughs> I, I love Tasmania. I, I love, I loved uh, growing up there. I felt right at home. Hey, Australians, we gotta work on your accents, okay? Uh, so you can't talk like this. How do it? It seems like you talk like your mouths are sideways, like predator mouth. Dear sir, madam. <laughs> I can't believe this is a fucking woman. It wasn't a great letter to receive uh, in mid-night. Why was she talking about... Uh, because the wisdom of the day is if you chose Oh, she's a lesbian. Gay, oh, okay. <laughs> I say wisdom. Are all Australian women choice, lesbians? <laughs> wisdom is always relative, you know. That would and really explain the lesbians here in America because they all dress like Steve Irwin. <laughs> But uh, the wisdom of the day was that if you chose to be gay, then you should just get yourself a one-way ticket to the mainland and don't come back. <laughs> Gays, why don't you just pack your AIDS up into a suitcase there and fuck off to Mardi Gras? Sounds reasonable to me, I don't because know. They're really going to keep showing that back shot, huh? In Tasmania till 1997. Not long <gasps> enough ago. Uh, and I took a long time to come to terms with my sexuality. Um, there's a few reasons for that. Uh, a lot of it has to do with bad Your prep. mental health. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, they didn't get a good rap when I was growing up, the homosexuals. Um, and <laughs> we didn't have social media like we do now, but... Has she uh, even told a joke, they ask the in the editor, chat room? Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, so this is fucking revolutionary, they say. <laughs> the debate about uh, homosexuality, um, no one ever really talked about the lesbians. 
Do you know? Like, it's all the gay men. They're the problem. <laughs> Anal sex, that's when the devil will get you. <laughs> but lesbians, they're like, no. What even are they? What they do, they really? <laughs> How in the world did they fill a theater with enough people willing to watch this junk and pretend that they think it's funny? No. All right. Has anyone ever heard no, of this I'm dude? I mean, this lady before? <laughs> Stop showing her shelf butt. You know, for a long time, I she's got a shelf a for a butt. Than I did about lesbians. You can put your Another mug on I it. Saddle up and there ride. No facts about unicorns. <laughs> Another reason I struggled to identify as gay was the Sydney gay and lesbian Mardi Gras. This Precisely is already that. pretty rough. The, the, the Mardi Gras was my first introduction to my people. Um, I, I watched it on um, my TV, my little, in my little living room in my small town. Mardi Gras is not your people, okay? It's just crazy and wild and festive. You don't get to take over colorful. You can't own colorful. I guess clowns are your people too. Uh, you know what? They're busy, aren't they? Gosh, don't they love to dance and party? <laughs> I used to sit there and watch it and go, where, where do the quiet gays go? Where, where are the quiet gays supposed to go? I still do. Home. Into your rooms. <laughs> silent. Thinking about what you've done. On my people. <laughs> to express our identity and pride through the metaphor of party is very intense. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I, I told you comedians are really toilet do, people. All she keeps talking about is the potty. We get it. We get it. You like eating out of the potty. You love toilets. Finding its place on a saucer. All right, let's hear her. Maybe she's got very, a funny very joke. It's difficult let's hear to her. flaunt that lifestyle in a parade. <sighs> I don't even like the flag. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> there, I've said it. Now, <laughs> the pride flag. Now, I love what it means. That is perfect. Pride, wonderful. But the flag itself, a yes. bit busy. Yeah, no, you should definitely be proud of who you put your dick in and what their gender is. Each other. No rest for the eye. <laughs> I guess you're a lesbian. You should be proud of tribbing and scissoring. So I need to express my identity through the metaphor of a nap. Oh, hey, everybody at the post office coming through. Just, uh, oh, by the way, what's this? My flag? Oh, it means I'm proud of uh, me taking my big fat sweaty, meaty hog and putting it inside of a woman's pussy and coming. Yeah, no, that's what that's... Oh, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's the uh, symbols from Lucky Charms. Bit of negative feedback. Uh, <laughs> gosh, don't my people love the feedback. Not... <laughs> not shy. Not shy with the feedback. Uh, one of our spokespeople last year, uh, self-appointed, um... <laughs> One of our spokespeople approached me straight after. Are you shows. trying to be a spokesperson uh, a right now? Feedback. And it's my favourite time for a bit of feedback. Who appointed you? Straight after. Hey, show, all right, hang on a second. This goes to all stand-ups. Every time a person gets on a stage, they're going, "You guys should listen to me." That's what this bitch is doing. 
Oh, stop showing her butt. Look at this thing. <laughs> Jesus. They're holding on that shot. You show that shot one time, that's too much. But I get it. You show it at the top, you go, look, here's the crowd. I've been on stage the whole time. <laughs> but every time a stand-up gets on stage, they're going, oh, I may, I'm the guy you're supposed to talk to. I mean, listen to. I talk, you sit there. You're only allowed to acknowledge that you like me talking. That's it. You're all self-appointed. <laughs> that's I've been slacking off a bit. I, when I first started uh, the comedy over a decade ago, I always, nothing but, nothing but lesbian content. Wall to wall. My first ever show uh, was classic new gay comic, 101, my coming out story. I told lots of cool jokes about homophobia. Really solved that problem. Um, <laughs> tick. Um, I, told, uh, I told a story about the time this young man had almost beaten me up because he thought, <laughs> I mean, he thought I was cracking onto his girlfriend. Uh, well, actually, that bit was true, got that right, but <laughs> there was a twist. It, it happened late at night, it was a, uh, the bus stop, you know, the pub had closed, it was the last bus home and I was waiting at the bus stop and I was talking to a girl and, uh, you know, you could say, could say flirting, I don't know. And, <laughs> But out of nowhere, he just comes up and starts shoving me, going, fuck off, you fucking What is it about, what is it about uh, being a woman who wants to fuck women that also makes you want to look like a boy? Like a little boy. How are those things related? Like, okay, fine, you like ladies. Big deal. Why do you also want to look like you're sort of a young man? How are those connected? How about you don't hit anyone? Good rule of thumb. He goes, sorry, <laughs> I got confused. He said, I thought you were a fucking faggot. <laughs> Trying to crack onto my girlfriend. All right, now we're talking. Now I get it. Now, <laughs> now I'm into this special. Now I do, I do understand that I have a responsibility to help lead people out of ignorance at every opportunity I can, but I left him there, people. <laughs> Safety first. Applause. That's what you want to hear. The main part of that show. Not laughs, the applause. Of that show was coming out to my family, and particularly my mum. Because Woo! my mum is very funny. She lives a comedy better than I could ever write it. Because <laughs> her response to me coming out, when I first told her that I was a little bit lesbian, <laughs> baby steps, uh, her, response, her response was this. She's just going, oh, Hannah. <laughs> Did you have to tell me that? Honestly. It's not something I need to know. True. I have never sat my parents down and gone, hey, by the way, I don't know if you know this or not, but you know those girls I bring some home, bring home sometimes? I like to put my wiener in them. I'm into that. Never did that as a kid. You would hope that's a phase. Jokes. Ha 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 ha. But uh, I reckon I've been slacking off in recent years. Oh, I'm years. sorry. There was no laughter. There was only clapping. Lesbian content. I don't think I've been representing my people as 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 much as I should be. You know, last Clowns. year my grandma asked me if I had a boyfriend, <laughs> and I realised in that moment <laughs> that I'd old people are crazy to come out to grandma. <laughs> 
it being on my to-do list. Oh, I'll wait till it comes up in conversation. But it never does. But finally it did. But I did not take the opportunity. <laughs> okay, the only reason no, I haven't paused I, uh, it yet... I deflected it like a real man. ...is I know there's going to be a turn coming here. Like, things are going to, about to get really serious. I'm waiting for that moment. <laughs> I don't know if I can take much more, though. She's, like, no, really dragging this out. for boyfriends. <laughs> Plural. <laughs> Confident, wasn't I? But if I had time, oops. And she said, ah, oh, well, you never know. <laughs> One day you might just walk around the corner and there he'll be. Mr. Wright, she called him. And I have been approaching every corner with caution <laughs> since then. No, no offence to Mr. Wright if you are out there, um, but you're also Mr. Very, very too late. Because <laughs> I've done quite a lot of work on this lesbian It's actually... Very common for women to go back to sleeping with men. It's actually pretty common for gay guys to go back to being straight, but way more common for women. Not enough lesbian content. Do you, do you know what I reckon my problem is? I don't lesbian enough. Do you have any other facet to your personality or character or being? Anything. my hand in. Anything. Bit of lesbian content there. This is all, that's all, the whole we show has been is lesbian up. content. What are you talking about? You haven't had any other type of joke. Yourself. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, if you were to plot my week, I don't, no, not a lot. Not a lot of lesbianing gets done. I cook dinner more. I cook dinner way more than I lesbian, but nobody ever introduces me as that chef comedian. Do some cooking jokes then. Not enough lesbian content. <laughs> I should quit. I'm a disgrace. Yes. What sort of comedian can't even make the lesbians laugh? Every comedian ever. <laughs> oh, that's a good joke, isn't it? Classic. It's bulletproof too. Very clever because it's funny. Because it's true. <laughs> the only people who don't think it's funny or us lezzers, <laughs> but we've got a lot. I would bet because if we don't, $10,000 that she is, Checkmate. during this special, Very wearing joke. men's briefs, tidy whities $10,000. An oldie, oldie bit of goldie, a classic. It was written, you know, well before even women were funny. Um, <laughs> So, any time uh, in human then, history, in as the specials proven, uh, lesbian meant something different than it does now. Back then, lesbian wasn't about sexuality. A lesbian was just any woman not laughing at a man. <laughs> Why aren't you laughing? What are you, some kind of lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like how when we don't laugh at you guys, we're sexist, right? It's not because your jokes are shit. Fucking learn to take a joke. You need a lot. Nah. Never heard that one before from exactly someone who looks just like you. You need a good dicking. Get a cock up. You drink some juice. Heard that one too. Actual advice. This is so awful. They say in the chat room. I, I do think I have to quit comedy though. 
Yeah. Um, it's probably not the forum to make such an announcement, is it? <laughs> um, in the middle of a comedy show. But I have been questioning, you know, this whole comedy thing. I don't, I don't feel very comfortable in it anymore. Because you're not um, good at it. You know, for the past year I've been questioning it and reassessing And I think it's healthy for an adult human to You should question comedy more than your sexuality, reassess. trust me. Uh, and when I first started doing the comedy over a decade ago... Oh, my God, my this is a decade? Bill Cosby. <laughs> there you go. It's very healthy to reassess, isn't it? He's still funny. And I, I've built a career out of self-deprecating humour. That's what I've built my career on. And I don't want to do that anymore. Self-defecating Because humor. do you understand... <laughs> Whoa! understand what, what self-deprecation means when it comes from somebody who already exists in the margins. Oh, God. It's not humility. It's humiliation. Here it is. I put myself down Here's in order term. to speak, in order to seek permission Every to speak. comedian does that because that you're anymore. asking human beings to listen myself. to you like you're in charge of something. What do you mean you're not willing to do that anymore? It's the profession you... Chose! And if that means that my comedy career is over, then so It be. was over before it began, lady. We'd never heard of you before. You could have just quietly quit. This is equivalent. I gotta do it. Controversy. I gotta do it. Pause time. There's the first one. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our first pause, okay? Fuck, man. Fuck. <sighs> this is the comedy special equivalent of when some dumb drama tampon bitch goes on and I I mean that male or female this is not a hoe in the sense of having a pussy but a pussy having no goddamn sense try and push me when some drama tampon bitch goes on fucking Facebook to announce that they're leaving Facebook guess what just leave Facebook. That's all you had to do. I had never in my entire life, and I know comedians, okay? I know comedy. I personally know many comedians. I know some pretty famous comedians. And I've never heard anyone talk about Hannah, I don't even remember, Gadsby. I didn't even remember her last name. I've never heard anyone talk about her until... She announces she's quitting comedy in a comedy. Oh, how tragic. Oh, you poor thing. You didn't want to quit. You wanted a little bit of attention. Because you are a drama tampon. Something you've probably always f fetishized because it's being shoved inside a pussy. Fuck, man. Just quit then. But now, oh, man, I can see it now. I can see it now. There must be interviewing her now going, oh, I don't know. I assume it's all, because here's what I assume. I assume maybe I haven't heard of her. Maybe she's big in Australia, and she just never broke over here until this stupid shit. But I assume they're probably going up to her now and going, uh, oh, gee, Hannah, are you still thinking of quitting comedy? And she's like, 
Oh, I don't know. I got so much good feedback from that last special. Maybe I'll keep doing it. I just won't self-deprecate. Every comedian, except black comedians, because they don't have to, but every other comedian goes on stage and self-deprecates. And there's a, a functional reason for that. And it ain't because they're all lesbians. It's not because they're a person in the margins. It's because you are asking of people something you have no right to, which is an audience. You're asking them to quietly listen to you and only respond with positive feedback. That is literally what you do every time you go on stage as a stand-up comedian. So to do that, you must ingratiate yourself to the audience to some degree. Now, the typical white maneuver in white rooms, in non-chitlin circuits rooms, to do that is to shit on yourself a little bit. The only time you do that as a black comedian is if you're sort of a dorky, if you're an Urkel black comedian. Then you got to call yourself out. But black people, it's all about swagger, right, with them. It's all about being the top guy in the room anyway. So going up on stage in front of a bunch of people and saying, I'm the most important, isn't even weird to black people. It's weird to the rest of us, but not to the world star hip-hop community, right? So you go on stage and you go, hey, I know what you guys are thinking, right? You're looking at me. If I went on stage, I'd have to say something about the way I look, unless I'm doing some sort of wild and out there bit where it doesn't matter. If I need them to be on board with what I'm going to say, with material I've written after stepping on that stage, they have to first know that I know I look stupid. The reason you have to do that, Nanette, I mean, Hannah, whatever the fuck your name is, I, I'm telling you, there was never a Nanette. She made that shit up. She made that shit up. They all make these things up. Every time you hear a comedian go, you know, the other day, the other day I was, I was walking down the street. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. Not only was it not the other day, it never happened, and they've never even been on a street. If a comedian says it, it's a lie. But the only reason you have to do that, Hannah, is because you look strange. You're ugly. That's okay. That's why a lot of people become funny. Not everybody gets to be handsome or pretty. Now, you chose a lot of your ugly. You got fat and you chose to look like a man. You could look like a lady, I'm sure. But you went mad-ow. Man-cow. <laughs> so that's what's happening here, okay? You, you decided, I'm going to be the ugly girl. And then you went with that, and then you decided, I'm not getting any attention even though I'm the ugly girl. Because, of course not. Women only get attention for looking attractive. So now you try to become funny, and to do that, you have to self-deprecate. If I stand on a stage, I have to point out that I've got this weird long hair. Now, if I went on stage, you know, I used to do stand-up. I didn't wear glasses back then. If I went on stage right now, I'd have to point out like, yeah, no, I get it. I look like Ozzy Osbourne. I have to make some sort of joke about it. The reason is the audience is sitting there thinking it. It's not because you exist in the margins. By the way, you should exist in the margins. I don't mean that as a bad thing. You are literally marginal. Marginal people should be marginalized. What else would you expect? That you should be hailed as queen? That we should be lifting you up above the rest of society just because you happen to be in a minority group? You don't serve the basic functions of society easily. You're a square peg. 
So we're happy to introduce a couple square holes here and there for you. But most of society is going to remain round. Okay? And speaking of square pegs, your butt. Stop showing it on screen. It's crazy looking. All right. That's my pause. Let's keep this going. But I'll call it a letter because it said, it said, Dear Hannah, comma, new line. <laughs> Bit of feedback. Um, and it said, it said, you owe it to your community to come out as transgender. <laughs> now, I, said, I really do want to do my best by my community. I really Wait, that's do. the funniest that joke. New information to me. <laughs> I don't identify as transgender. I don't. Um, I mean, I'm clearly gender not normal, but yes, uh, I, I don't think even lesbian is the right identity fit for me. I really don't. I may as well come out now. I identify as tired. Tired. Funniest part of that joke was the setup. Because I believe somebody told her she has to come out as transgender. That's the one time I believe gender. a comedian. From you gender normals. You're the weirdos. You're, the, you're a bit... No, uh, we're the normals. You're a bit weird. You're a bit uptight. You need it's to... It's right there in the gr- word. You know, you gender normals. Huh. Seriously, calm down, gender normals. Get a grip. Come, come out. in and address that. Come out as being trans, no, Nanette. You know, do it. Do it, Hannah. You're a man. You're a man in a woman's body in a woman's body. <laughs> Come out. I mean, seriously, would you put a bangle on a potato? Oh, man. Well, that's organic. I paid a lot for that potato. Now, of course, I understand why parents do it. Clearly, they're sick and tired of their beautiful baby girl being mistaken for a boy baby. Because of the no hair situation. I understand that. But the thing is, I don't assume bald babies are boys. I assume they're angry feminists and I treat them with respect. Whee! How about this? How about we stop separating the children into opposing teams from day dot? How about we give them, I don't know, a good seven to ten years to consider themselves on the same side. Did you know human men and human The women- only people pitting gender against one another and mixing it all up like this are people like you. We don't think of it as opposing teams when we are capable of loving the opposite gender. I never grew up thinking women were on a, a team against me. I liked them. So, no, they're very different. Men and women... You just hate men, even though you want to be one. Come out. Come out, Hannah. (laughs) Here's an idea. I think we should get rid of pink and give all the babies blue. (laughs) Because of the... uh, That blue is a masculine colour. Because that is false. (laughs) I love it that people go, blue, yeah, blue is very masculine colour. Yep. Yeah, very reliable... Very rational colour, blue. Yeah, you can trust blue. Oh, that's why we've got it on flags. Yeah, a lot of blue on flags. Navy blue. Everyone trusts a boat. <laughs> blue, if anything, is a feminine colour. It really is full oh, this of this is going to be good. Here we go. Do you know blue is a cold She really color. thought this one out. It's on the cold end of Hit the it. spectrum. Hit it, Hannah. The hottest part of the flame, blue. 
<laughs> if you're feeling blue, you're sad. But optimism, blue skies ahead. <laughs> Make up your mind. <laughs> a blueprint is a plan, but if something happens that's not on the plan, where does that come from? Out of the blue! <laughs> oh. Wow, this is, this is like a fucking shitty George Carlin bit. Every kind of human in blue. There's a whole spectrum, because blue doesn't demand. It doesn't demand action. I'm feeling like blue. Hey, think about this. But I'm, I'm looking at the clear blue sky. Blue. Less road rage. I like to get blue. Less road rage. I mean blown. Ironically enough. Well, I get mistaken for a man quite a lot. She blew a guy. Quite a lot, but not for long. <laughs> well, she did. Yeah, I, uh, my masculinity doesn't hold up to scrutiny. I'm only man at a glance. Um, which means, you know, it happens in a customer service situation usually. And because I'm only man at a glance, it means that uh, I'm still very much right there, still. Right in front of the person who's just called me sir. And deeply regrets it. I ain't gay. I ain't trans. I've had long hair my whole life. I have heard, excuse me, ma'am, more times than I can count. I've been called a little girl since I was a little boy. It didn't fuck me up this hard. What's the difference between me and you, Hannah, that I could move on from that? I could also just cut my hair and it would stop. And I still don't. That's how little it bothers me. <laughs> you could grow your hair out, and it would stop. And yet you don't, but you're whining. Now, what's the difference? Can we just have more words? Why is it that one of us has the skills to cope, and the other one doesn't? Maybe you suffer from a little bit of mental illness. Maybe. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's okay. Woo. <laughs> it's not like you called a man, madam. That could have. <laughs> Povich in the chat says he gets called ma'am on the phone a lot. And I bet he does. He sounds exactly like a woman. Every time he calls into this show, I go, who is this little girl calling me? Oh, it's a grown man. Look, I don't identify as transgender, but I'm partial to a holiday. All right, I'm going to need either something actually <laughs> funny to happen or her to get sad again. I'm top shelf I can't keep doing this. Humans. I'm a straight white man. I'm about, I'm about to get good service for no fucking effort. Do not apologise. I was going to take my assigned seat and both the armrests. Your knee space, no. Just jokes, though. Clearly, just jokes. Just jokes. I just rape jokes. My new special. Man. Not, not right now. Guys, watch this it on Netflix. Just rape not jokes. Not in this moment in history. It is not a good time to be a straight white man. I wouldn't want to be a straight white man. Not, not if you paid me. Although the pay would be substantially better. Haha, <laughs> 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 we've heard that no. myth. We also agree that that myth is oh, real. I don't think it's an easy time. Easy time. Every female comedian right now has that joke. All of them. Go to Netflix right now. They are pre they're previewing a new comedy special, another one of these fucking shitholes, by Eliza Schlesinger, who sucks. She. We should do one on her, too. She fucking sucks. 
and one of the jokes right there in the preview, same fucking thing. Exact same thing. The wage gap. The wage gap, it's real. It's real. You guys would. You, you do get If I were a man, I'd be getting paid more. <laughs> Clap. No, that's reverse sexism. No, it's not. You wrote the rules. Read them. Square peg. Hong Kong, Hong Kong, Hong Kong, Hong Kong. Just jokes, though. Banter. Don't feel intimidated. <laughs> just locker room talk. Nobody feels intimidated. You're just stupid and wrong. Uh, what makes something banter is that it's funny. Just jokes. None of this is funny. Do you know why I love picking on straight white men and telling jokes about straight white men? Because they're such good sports. Start <laughs> telling a joke. Please. Oh, oh, please tell about, one. Mate. All right, let, here's one. Here comes one. I can feel it. She's got one in her. It's a refreshing perspective. <laughs> if you hate men so much, why do you try so fucking hard to look like one? Because you need a good role model right now, fellas. Okay, got it. Where? Where? My life sucks and I don't want to be the thing I chose to be anymore. I'm on the margins. There, thank you. My, my role model, Hannah Gadsby. Because I do understand it is a difficult and confusing time for you now. You know, it's changing, it's shifting, and I understand that. It's not. But May I just, you just keep saying uh, it is. You know, suggest that you learn to sort of move beyond your defensiveness, right? That's your first point. You're stuck on it, but you need to get some space around it. Learn to develop, you know, try and develop a sense of humour about it, or you need to lighten up. Learn to laugh. I'll tell you what might help. How about a good dicking? Get a cock up, you drink some jizz, you gotta laugh. Weird advice, isn't it? Weed. Tell one joke that has nothing to do with your gender or sexuality. I dare you. Laughter's the best medicine. I dare you. I don't. I reckon penicillin might give it the nudge. Okay. Hey, that was one. It was bad, but that was one. There is truth to it, though. It's an old hack joke. Laughter is very good for the human. It It really is. You know, because when you laugh, you release tension. And when you hold tension in your human body, it's not healthy. It's not healthy psychologically or physically. And so it is good to laugh. And it's even better to laugh with other people. When you laugh in a room full of people, when you share a laugh, you will release more tension because laughter is infectious. Right, so you stand to release more tension when you laugh with other people than you would if you laugh alone, mainly because when you laugh alone, that's mental illness and that's a different <laughs> kind of tension. So Laughter how much do you laugh help. alone, Hannah? Trust me. Constantly? Tension isolates us and laughter connects us. Good result. Good on me. What a guy. What a guy. I'm basically Mother Teresa. But uh, brother just like Teresa. Mother Teresa. Uh, See, the funny thing to do there is she should have said, I'm, I'm basically Brother Teresa. <laughs> Let me explain to you what a joke is. Uh, when you strip it back to its bare essential Please. components, like its bare minimum. A 10-year comic. A joke comic. is simply two things. It needs two things to work, a setup and a punchline. And it is essentially a question with a surprise answer. Right? But in this context, what a joke is, is a question that I have artificially inseminated. 
<laughs> tension. I do that, and that's my job. I make you all feel tense and then I make you laugh and you're like, oh, thanks for that. <laughs> I was feeling a bit tense. I made you tense. This is an abusive relationship. Hashtag me too, then. Do you know why I'm such a funny fucker? Do you know? I, it's because I've, you know, I've been learning the art of tension diffusion since I was a children. But back then it wasn't a job, wasn't even a hobby. It was a survival tactic. I didn't have to survival. invent the tension. I was the tension. <laughs> I, I, I'm tired of tension. Tension is making me sick. It is time I stopped comedy. I have to quit comedy. Please. But I mean, I, mean, I can't quit you. No, I, can't. <laughs> I can't quit you. I can't because I don't have a backup plan, guys. Um, that is like... What have I got? All of the jokes that aren't about her being a lesbian are the most hack jokes. Every comedian has that joke. 15 years ago. Because I got to do this because I got no back... I have no other skills. You've heard every comedian say that. All of them do that joke. pretty much just a cock and balls drawn under a fax number. Could you imagine me working in a gallery? Could you imagine me with an asymmetrical woolen poncho with an aggressive fringe? I'm pausing. I gotta pause. There's my second pause. One more pause, we have to end this thing. I had to pause, and I'll tell you why. Because all Hannah keeps doing is she keeps telling us how she creates tension, and then she builds, and she builds, and she builds, and she builds, up to nothing. And then she builds it a little bit more. And she almost gets there. And she builds. And she builds. And she builds. And nothing again. And then we're just met with the hackiest every comedian joke ever every single time i thought we were about to go through an she looked like she was about to cry there for a second which was fake that was her acting comedians do act by the way it's part of it's the way they get away with doing the same material over and over and over again she's been doing this in front of crowds she didn't just get up there and do this the first time when this was recorded hell this is probably two different times being recorded. You know they always do these twice and then splice them together, right? So part of a comedian's act is pretending that they're just now doing it and they just thought of this and that's why you enjoy it. They're good at it. It's a good skill to have. I don't have that skill. That's why I hate stand-up. Why I hate doing stand-up. I don't like to do that sort of thing. I like to actually come up with something on the spot. So she talks about the tension and she builds it and she builds it and she builds it. And she's trying to, she, how many times have we heard her now talk about what a joke is? That's a joke. Let me explain jokes to you. Number one, she hasn't so far done that. At no point does she actually follow that up with explaining a joke. She also hasn't demonstrated an ability to know what jokes are. In this entire special, there hasn't been a single joke that wasn't one she heard somebody else say first. 
Everything else was just fell flat nonsense. And look, I know people will point to this and go, but Jesse, there's people laughing, there's people clapping. You can get people to laugh and clap at anything. At anything. Especially, you put them in a room, you tell them you're filming it, they'll laugh and clap at anybody, all right? Donald Glover, talented fella by most people's metrics, terrible stand-up comedian. Watch his specials. People are laughing and clapping. The jokes aren't there. He's bad at it. He is not a good stand-up. It's not his forte. It's not where he got to start. It isn't his thing, okay? It's okay if he's not a jack of literally all trades. But you put people in a room and you tell them, all right, we got cameras on this guy. It's his big special, so, you know, ham it up. I mean, they literally put applause signs out there, and they start you off with an opening comedian to get you in the mood. They give you some drinks. I don't know if these people are drinking or not. It's a theater setting. Probably not, but maybe... Some of them probably pre-gamed either way. And then one person starts laughing, so, you know, look, there's always one idiot. There's got to be one idiot in a room full of thousands. So he might laugh. She, let me not be sexist, probably she (laughs) might laugh. And it's infectious. Laughter is infectious. I think she said that. Laughter is infectious, right? It's like AIDS, and now they've all got it for being in the room with this gay lady. So that is why they're laughing. It, because it would be awkward not to laugh. It's hard to get a crowd to make no sound. That's the worst thing you can hear. The worst thing you can hear is silence. Any comedian will tell you that. Because you are doing something profoundly bad. Because people will at least give you pity laughs otherwise. And we heard it on the Amy Schumer special, too. If you didn't watch her Surviving Amy Schumer leather special or whatever it was called, make sure you watch that. Same thing happened that you could tell. A lot of it was pity laughs and then other people laughing from hearing those. You can hear it. But we know psychologically. You can tell. I don't know how. I can't explain it to you. But we just know. It's like how you know that when you look at... uh, a movie and somebody there's a cgi character and you can just tell it's not real they put millions of man hours into animating this thing and the highest most costly technology out there millions of dollars go into it and you look at it and you go "Eh, it looks fucking fake humans are capable of just determining these things genuine so when something is genuine or not, we, that, that is a factor in life that we are very capable of sussing out. There are no genuine laughs in this entire special so far. Maybe this all builds and builds and builds up to a tension where she finally says something profound or funny. But I figured if she's going to build tension... I better build tension. Now, we got 10 minutes left in normal show time. I don't like to go over an hour, typically. Um, We've got a lot more time left in the show, and I've only got... If I pause one more time, that's the end of the show. So you want to talk about tension, we're now on a ticking time bong, okay? Let's see if we make it at least 10 more minutes. At least. Here we go. Nasty jewelry having the opinions. (laughs) 
No, there's, you know, art history's hybrid. I don't really belong in that world. I'm not from that world. I'm not from money or even that much chat, if I'm honest. But <laughs> high art, you know, that, that's what elevates and civilises people. You know, the galleries, the ballet, the theatre, all these things. You go there, you get better. Comedy, lowbrow. Then, I'm sorry to inform you, but nobody here is leaving this room a better person. <laughs> We're just rolling around in our own shit here, people. Does anybody want to hear my lesbian Google history? He had an opinion. Lesbians give feedback. Men, opinions. Uh, now, I'd spoken about in the show, I'd spoken about uh, taking antidepressant medication and he had an opinion on that. Um, now, interestingly, I'd also spoken about uh, how unhelpful unsolicited advice is in a <laughs> mental health plan, but he mustn't have heard that. You bit. should be soliciting advice. He came up to me after the show to give me his opinion. <laughs> he said, you shouldn't take medication because you're an artist. It's important that you feel. He said, if Vincent van Gogh had of taken medication, we wouldn't have the sunflowers. <laughs> I never, ever, ever thought that my art history degree would ever come in handy. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, I tore that man a college debt-sized new asshole. <laughs> I said, good opinion, mate except that he did medicate a lot. He self-medicated a lot, he drank a lot, he even nibbled on his own paints. Problem. <laughs> but also, you know what else? You know, he didn't just paint sunflowers, he did quite a few portraits of psychiatrists, not even random ones. Psychiatrists who were treating him and medicating him. And there's one particular portrait of one particular psychiatrist okay, and he's holding a flower. The guy also cut his ear off. I guess all the psychiatry and medication didn't work. By the way, women, doing a silly voice is not a joke. Dancing's not a joke. Silly voices, not jokes. Singing, not a joke. That day, because I was feeling. The derivative of the fox glove. If you overdose it a bit, you know what happens? You can experience the colour yellow a little too intensely. <laughs> so perhaps we have the sunflowers precisely because Van Gogh medicated. <laughs> what do you honestly think, mate? I said, what do you honestly think? That creativity means you must suffer. That is the burden Drinking of Drinking isn't medicating, so by the way. Just so you can enjoy it. It's like, it's you, like when like potheads say so smoking weed is, oh, I'm medicating. I'm medicating right now. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm just medicating, man. It's alcohol. It's from the earth. <laughs> it's a natural herb, the alcohol, man. Drink it down before Babylon take it away from you. Bless. You be sensitive. <laughs> I'm not being Don't sensitive. worry about I'm me, man. That's feeling. I can't go through the DTs no more. <laughs> I'm medicating. Oh, that is the most common nugget of If I don't take me medicine, I get the shakes, man. Very sensitive person. But I get told to stop being so sensitive. 
and I drink bleach too. That's a medicine. Which are all natural. I don't get it. Jacking off is a medication, man. I've been medicating since I was 13. I think I know. Sensitivity is my strength. I know that. I know that it's my sensitivity that's helped me navigate a very difficult path in life. So when somebody tells me to stop being so sensitive. Cutting myself is medication, man. Like a nose. Give me a razor blade, I got to medicate. I do it on me hip so no one sees. Just like a diabetic, I medicate. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I slice me hip open. Show, you know, there's no room for the best part of the story, um, which is the ending. You know, in order to finish on a laugh, you know, you have to end. Well, she's talking about finish. You know, this punchlines. is halfway through. Uh, like, take my coming only out story, halfway for through. The Fuck. best part of that story is the fact that mum and I have a wonderful relationship now. More than mother and daughter, we're friends. We trust each other. <gasps> Look what I've done to the room. No tension. You're just going, eh, good on you. <laughs> Got a good relationship with your mum, have you? <sighs> Can you go back to the tension? <laughs> that was hilarious. But yeah, that, that mum said to me last year, she said, I'm very proud that I raised you kids without religion. Now, I'd love to give you guys context on that, but that's not how my mum runs a conversation. Taking a picture of women while they go to the bathroom, that's me medication, man. It's all natural. The pee-pee that comes out of them is natural, and I need to see it. <laughs> I need to see it, it's me medication. I got a sickness and the only cure, man. The only cure is taking pictures of their pee-pee. Good on ya. What While it comes you? out of dim. I was home for a week. We had time. Um, <laughs> because uh, Mum and I have established jokes around this difficult time in our life. We really do. We banter, if you will. I say things like, Mum, you made my life very difficult. And she'll go, yeah, well, I don't think I liked you very much. <laughs> and we laugh. Because <laughs> you've got to laugh. And uh, My son don't have fetal alcohol. <laughs> He don't have fetal alcohol syndrome. He's just on medication from birth, man. It's pretty much at the core of why I'm questioning comedy. She said to me, the thing I regret is that I raised you as if you were straight. I didn't know any different. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I treated you I normal. I knew well before you did that your life was going to be so hard. I knew that and I wanted more than anything in the world not to be the case. But I now know I made it worse. I made it worse because I wanted you to change because I knew the world wouldn't. And I looked at my mum in that moment and I thought, how did that happen? How did my mum get to be the hero of my story? <laughs> She evolved. And you're still telling lesbian jokes. <laughs> she, uh, I think part of my problem is, is comedy has suspended me in a perpetual state of adolescence. Okay. The way I've been telling that story... All right, story I'm on board with this, infantilism. through jokes and stories 
Unlike jokes need three parts, a beginning, a middle and an end. Jokes are two parts, a beginning and a middle. And what I had done with that comedy show about coming out was I froze an incredibly formative experience at its trauma point and I sealed it off into jokes. And that story became a routine and through repetition, this better that joke, joke version if I don't laugh at the end of this, of I'm going to be pissed. But unfortunately, that joke version was not nearly sophisticated enough to help me undo the damage done to me in reality. Punchlines need trauma because punchlines need tension and tension feeds trauma. I didn't come out to my grandma last year because I'm still ashamed of who I am. Not intellectually, but right there. I still have shame. You learn from the part of the story you focus on. I need to tell my story properly. Because the closet for me was no easy thing to come out of. Oh, God, it must have been tough. From the years 1989 to 1997. Wait, is the rest of this not, we're at the halfway point. Is the rest of this not common? My adolescence. Tasmania was at the centre of a very toxic national debate about homosexuality and whether or not it should be legalised. Oh, damn, thank you, Shelby. 70% of the people I lived amongst believe that homosexuality should be a criminal. 70% of the people who raised me, who loved me, who I trusted, believed that homosexuality was a sin, that homosexuals were heinous, subhuman pedophiles. 70%. Okay. By the time I identified as being gay, it was too late. I was already homophobic. And you do not get to just flick a switch on that. No, what you do is you internalise that homophobia and you learn to hate yourself. Hate yourself to the core. I sat soaking in shame. You what? In the closet for 10 years. Sat soaking in shame? Because the closet can only stop you from being seen. It is not shame-proof. When you soak a child in shame, they cannot develop the neurological pathways that carry thought. You know, carry thoughts of self-worth. Oh, Christ. They can't do that. Self-hatred is only ever a seed planted from outside in, but when you do that to a child... It becomes a weed so thick and grows so fast, the child doesn't know any different. It becomes as natural as gravity. It's all natural. When I came out of the closet, I didn't have any jokes. The only thing I knew how to do when I came out of the closet was to be invisible and to hate myself. It took me another 10 years to understand that I was allowed to take up space in the world, but by then I'd still... A comedian thinks everything is funny and can find humour in anything. You're just not one. You don't have to quit comedy. You never started. I paid dearly for a lesson that nobody seems to have wanted to learn. Still don't. bigger than homosexuality. This is about how we conduct debate in public. About sensitive things. It's toxic, it's juvenile, it's destructive. We think it's more important to be right than it is to appeal to the humanity of people we disagree with. It is. And with that, I I can't. When somebody makes the argument that it shouldn't be more important to be right than it should be to have feelings about something, I'm out. 
okay? That might be very Ben Shapiro of me destroying feminists with facts and logic, but I can't, <laughs> okay? I can't keep going. There is still 30 minutes at least, and yeah, 25 minutes left in this fucking thing. If even a fraction of it is this and not at least, uh, at least the rest of it had the nerve to attempt to make me laugh. It failed miserably, miserably, but at least it tried. I didn't come here for a goddamn lecture. That's why I don't like George Carlin. George Carlin was trying to make you laugh, but he was just preaching at you. He's just telling you things that he wants you to know. He presents them in just a fast and sort of interesting way. Not a funny way, but you're going to laugh anyway because you're told to. You're told to. Here's the words you can't say on television. Shit, goddamn motherfucker, queer. I don't know what they are. <laughs> Here's the lesbians you can't be on television. You can't be a lesbian on television. Slime. All right, I, that's it. Guys, I failed. We did not survive. We did not survive Hannah Gadsby Nanette. But, obviously, she's very brave and she deserves all the applause she can get. Nanette. Nanette. Oh, boy. Okay, I am glad to stop it here. I, I honestly, if you... <laughs> what was she going to say? I don't even care what she follows that up with. You can't follow up. People care more about being right than they do about what's in here. <laughs> yeah, I wish that were true. Holy God, do I wish we lived in a world where people cared more about what's correct than their own personal feelings. Hannah, you live in the world you want to live in, okay? You don't have to be the change you want to see in the world. It's already there. You're living it, bro. Maybe not in the upside down. I don't know how it works over there. With our bug mouth parts and the way we try to work our mouths around the English language. No. But over here, that's all that's been happening for years. Is us ha We legally now enforce feelings. I'm out. I'm out. Ban this podcast please from all your services ban it i don't want to be a part of this world anymore god i wish i was fucking retarded man i i wish i had down syndrome so bad i'd be dead by now i would have lived a happy life fuck man why couldn't i have been born mentally retarded all right well that's the show if you enjoy what we do here you can support it and help it keep going. We are being kicked off of everything on the internet. You can do that by joining the Pizza Fund. We built our own Patreon. It's over at podawful.pizza. You get access to bonus content. For as little as a dollar, you can sign up and get more than 40 hours worth of content for $1, plus many other levels to choose from. Uh, I hope to never have to sit through something like this again. It, I, I'm going to go to bed angry now. <laughs> and... That is something I do not like doing. Have an awful day. 
Head over to potawful.com slash iTunes and subscribe to us on iTunes. We're live every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern at potawful.tv. Love the show? Keep it going by donating to the Pizza Fund. Potawful.com slash support. And anything else you need is at potawful.com. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network.